Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today and I'm excited to bring you another fabulous episode for your Monday and excited to bring you this one the week following Are You OK Day. Um, As we know in regional Australia, it's so important that we have regular conversations about our mental health and I'm so excited to bring you a conversation today um, about what a fabulous young brother and sister duo are doing to bring mental health conversations to the forefront using food and or in this case wine production. Georgette and her brother Magnus started Good Chat Wine. Good Chat Wine is a social enterprise that is addressing mental health awareness through the context of wine. They're looking at how the wine industry can be more socially responsible. They believe that wine has always been a facilitator for social interaction and support and Good Chat Wine acts as a catalyst encouraging dialogue and meaningful connectivity. Their wine focuses on being socially responsible whilst remaining accessible and targeted at a more economically-minded consumer who cares that the dollars they spend go to good use. For them, conversations count. However brief or deep, literal or symbolic, it's all beneficial. I'm delighted to introduce you to Georgette from Good Chat Wine. Georgette, welcome to the Generation Ag podcast. How are you doing today? So far, so good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, really well. Um, you've been in lockdown for a little while. Tell the people where you are. Uh, regional Victoria um, at the moment, so about two and a half hours um, west of Melbourne mm-hmm. um, in the Western District here. Yeah, it's awesome. Good. What is your connection to agriculture or food production? Um, well, grew up uh, on a family farm, which is viticulture, um, winery, and now distillery. So not as aggy <laughs> as some some of your contributors, but um, certainly, yeah, wine and vineyards um, is our primary connection. So let's talk a little bit more about your childhood, you know, growing up on a vineyard. What's that like? Hours and hours <laughs> with dad in the vineyard, I think. That's probably, I don't know, my memory the most is pre, while the vines were still young, just after we'd planted probably around 2005-ish, we would plant um, peas between the rows, into row plantings, and I would, as a kid, just go and eat peas for hours because <laughs> there was nothing else to do and my brother and sister would be at school and so me being the youngest I'd be at home with dad um hanging out it was good I love that um you mentioned just briefly that it's now you've got a distillery on the vineyard as well talk to us about a, a bit about the business transition I suppose yeah right so um yeah, uh, we, so we started predominantly, it was uh, vineyard and then winemaking, obviously. We, with that, there's often um, you'll have like not excess wine, but um, le- 
leftover bits of wine in a way, bits that you're not going to sell for whatever reason or um, like the top grade wine so you keep behind. Um, and there's ethanol in that. And so with the distillation, we thought, well, why don't we use that and start distilling out the ethanol and redistill it into whatever we want? Um, so that's been a bit of a move. We started that probably about six years ago now, maybe. Um, and it's been really, really good. Um, it's doing really well um, and we're, we're enjoying it. And that's probably for my folks anyway. Um, that's where they're going to take um, their sort of family business, as it were, um, in the future. And so it's really exciting with all the products that can come out from that. And now talk to us a bit about uh, school and your career. Did you enjoy school? Yeah, I think so, for the most part. <laughs> um, I started off, you know, small primary schools and then uh, year seven moved into boarding school and was there till year 11. And then I moved to the city and was living in a share house um, for my final year, for, for my VCE final year. Um, wrap that up and it was all yeah like I don't know it was all happy days you know there wasn't um, much I mean like anyone's school career it's, there's ups and downs and there's you know things that they're not very good at and there's things that they're good at um, but then sort of after school became like a huge not so much a huge shift but it was I think I didn't want to go straight into university, so I didn't and um, took the old gap year, um, some time off, and that's when I sunk my teeth into um, sort of viticulture a lot more, not so much viticulture but wine in general, and worked for another cellar door, learnt about um, much, many more varieties of um, grape and then went to England for a bit worked in hospital at festivals, um, had a good time and came back sort of what was that end of 2018. Mum and dad were away so ran the vineyard, you know, pre-harvest on my own, which is really scary <laughs> for the first time. Um, and now, now I'm into landscape architecture at university. So um, doing it a bit different and um, but still really interested in viticulture on the side so we'll probably do more of a like directed study into into um vineyards and viticulture in the future that's really fascinating and so talk to us then about the transition into starting the wine label with your brother um how did that all come about yeah so good chat wine um we started in 2020 um and that came about, oh, we were, we'd been having a discussion for a long time. I mean, obviously, we've both been around wine um, and the wine industry, you know, going to wine markets, selling wine, making wine, you know, our entire lives. Um, and we'd been talking about, you know, wine brands and industry and brands that we like in general. Um, and brands that do more, you know, think of Patagonia 
Um, you know, they do, they're, they're not just a clothing brand, um, things like that. We're, just got, we're really interested in, in sort of social enterprise um, and, and how can the wine industry be more socially responsible. Um, so, yeah, we, we started the conversation a little bit and it was all very, like, loosey-goosey, just having a bit of a chat about, like, oh, hypothetically, if you were to do this, what do you think would happen? Um, and then uh, probably on a, yeah, on a bit of a, I don't know, mid-lockdown 2020 um, a little bit of a trigger warning, one of our really close family friends committed suicide. Um, and that was with the conversation around Good Chat Wine um, being a mental health conversation facilitator, um, we thought, okay, we really need to do this. And, and it was our, our mum turned around and said, yeah, guys, you, you know, you've got something here and I think you need to pick up the ball and run with it. Um, so... We thought, okay, wine, mental health. Um, we've got lots of wine and we've got um, our own experiences and lots of friends that we, you know, and, and family that have um, conversations around mental health. Let's, let's bring those two worlds together. And Good Chat Wine was born. I love that. So maybe for the listeners who are unfamiliar, this is the first time they've ever heard about Good Chat. You know, you've touched on a little bit already, but deep dive around what's the ethos, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, so at the crux of it, really, it's um, helping people, uh, you know, have conversations with, the, with their mates um, and look after their mates, but also have conversations with themselves and look after themselves in a mental health capacity. Um, and so that's, that's the essential, you know, what do we want to do? We want to make sure people are, are having a mental health conversation and how can we make that conversation easier? Um, and more and more that we have conversations with people, it's looking at um, how can we, I don't want to say normalise, but I'm going to say normalise the conversation. You know, um, there seems to be this gap in the conversation where you're either not talking about it or you're in crisis and we want to find what's that middle ground you know why can't like let's talk about it before it's a conversation of crisis um and so that's where good chat wine hopes to operate is very much as an intermediary um in that field and um yeah just um uh, letting people you know, ha have a bottle of wine, go around to a mate's place and say, hey, how are you going? Like, you know, even if it's if it's a really hard chat or if it's just, you know, yeah, good mate, how are you? Um, let's just catch up for a bit. It doesn't, it's just let like encouraging that social interaction. Um, and, and, yeah, I don't know, it's got plenty of room to evolve <laughs> as well and um, we're really looking forward to see where it goes um, and really enjoying hearing so much positive feedback and stories that people have, have come out of using, using it as a conversation starter. I love that. And talk to us about when you launched, like what, was, what did you launch with? Like how many, so where did you start and you know, where are you sort of at now? I think we started 
Um, I mean, mind you, we're still very young. We started in 2020 and now it's 2021 now. Um, I think we started with 262 bottles <laughs> of Cabernet Sauvignon or something like that. Um, and they sold. Um, and so we've been going from there, really. Uh, and we'll, we'll see, obviously, as we go as a business, being so young and, and, and quite small, um, we're still learning a lot about you know, our business structure and processes. So that's building. Um, and we're going to have to find, you know, new avenues of um, where do we source wine and, you know, what types of wine and that sort of stuff. So there's there's a lot to, go, you know, go to and come from and um, we're learning. <laughs> it's good. So is the, the wine off the family farm or like I understand in the wine industry and you correct me if I'm wrong, but often um, the grapes you grow aren't always put into your own label. You bring in grapes from other um, vineyards and things like how does it work for your label specifically? That's true. Um, in, in the industry, absolutely. You can, you can buy in wine. Um, we, at the moment, we're not. So our folks um, have donated us um, for the purpose of just getting going and getting started. They've donated um, wine to us. Um, in the future, we'll probably look at um, sourcing other wines um, and, and, as you say, basically, simply put, buying in. We're, we don't intend as a business to become a winery but simply a wine label. Um, so, but you know, we might, you know, we might get excited <laughs> and become a winery. Um, so Dest yeah. Destination but, good chat. That sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come and have a yarn. <laughs> It'd be good. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, there's still a lot of, um, figuring it out at this early stage, but at the moment, we have been sourcing from from our folks just because you know we're operating out of the same um, place, and so that makes it you know really easy and also very economical for us. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and why yeah, wouldn't you? I think that. that's great. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. And um, another great part of your business model, which I think is very much worth shouting out, is around um, you know donating of proceeds uh, to causes. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, love to. So um, we're operated as a social enterprise, which means we're, um, for us anyway, we're going to donate 100% of profit to um, mental health causes and aids. Um, at the moment, we're looking at um, Black Dog Institute. Uh, we think they're fantastic, particularly around all the research that they do. Um, in, in, in looking into mental health and, and uncovering um, more of a greater understanding of it, the mental health world and a capacity behind it. So um, we're looking at that. Though we're happy for anyone to throw in a name in the hat for um, where, where they think uh, the money should go. Um, it'll be set up probably as a yearly or bi-yearly um, donation. Yeah, that's incredible. Well done to you guys because I think, 
you know, I think we're starting out your own business. Certainly there would be a lot of uh, urge to sort of, you know, keep, keep what profits you are making to reinvest back into the business. But so good to see you guys like really thinking about what you can do, even as a young fledgling business now and donating so much of what you're making from your wine label. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're trying. (laughs) It's, um, it's, it's been a bit of a process. And, and like I said, we are, uh, and and as, as you've pointed out, we're, we're a young business. So you do, um, learn and adapt and evolve very quickly in that early stage. Um, and so, you know, the business dynamic will likely evolve a bit more, um, particularly as we, you know, explore new products um, and stuff like that. So, but the, the intention of the donation and, and is always to be 100% of profits. Um, we, we, that's what it's about um, is, you know, first and foremost, the conversation of mental health and then facilitating it in whatever way we can. It's, yeah, so that's, you know, ideally (laughs) we'll retain that. Mm. Speaking of business dynamic, you work right alongside your brother. Uh, How does that go? (laughs) Yeah, the brother and um, co-founder, it's really good. Um, You know, like anyone, particularly agricultural people, they know what it's like to work with family or with people that they've known for a very, very long time. Um, And I think something that's so beneficial with those relationships is you sort of communicate in winks and nods a little bit. You know, you kind of already know what train of thought they're on um, and it it can be quite efficient. Um, So I think that's that's a really good perk to it. And he's, um, his mental health sort of background is quite different to my mental health background, even though we've grown up, you know, very much the same lives and that sort of thing. So he brings an insight and a dynamic to it that um, not, neither one of us would be able to achieve on our own. Um, and also because of knowing each other so well um, with this topic of mental health, it makes it almost easier to navigate because we know how to sort of gauge where the other one's at um, when you're having more raw conversations about something we can sort of you know interpret <laughs> how you know how far are we going with this today um, and that's that's really helpful as well so it is good um, working with family <laughs> most of the time you know <laughs> you know how it can be <laughs> Well, happily, by the sounds of it, you two don't actually live in the same place, so that's probably a positive. Not anymore, yeah. (laughs) That does help. (laughs) So you started with your cab sav. Um, Do you want to talk about, like, what's in the works? What what are your, you know, visions or your plans or your goals that you guys have got? Yeah, um, for sure. We've got, um, I don't know, I I feel like we should keep it a secret, but I'm not keeping it a secret. We've got a rosé. Um, that we'll release this summer. We're looking forward to getting that one out. Um, so that'll be that'll be awesome. That's been in the works recently. We've got um, some caps that we're getting embroidered, so people can get the five panel to plonk on their head if they want to. Um, and in the future, um, we'd really, really, really love to explore um, low and no alcohol wines, particularly um, 
because of the taboo nature of alcohol and mental health and alcoholism, um, we'd love to explore the avenue for, you know, still having wine as the product and wine as the sort of vessel for conversation, if you will, um, but, you know, allowing for that. And also for, you know, there's plenty of people that, you know, simply don't drink or can't drink or won't drink, you know, and, you know, if there's there's pregnancy or there's just, you know, the Desi drivers, whoever it is, um, I think it's going to be a really cool cool one to investigate and we're, we're really looking forward to um, getting into that a bit more. So if anyone knows anyone <laughs> with a, um, you know, like reverse osmosis, osmosis or de-alcoholizer, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, or wants to donate some no-alcohol wine, <laughs> would be very interested in hearing from you. But, yeah, we're, we're excited for that one. That would be really interesting. Yeah, I think I'm glad to hear you say that because, yeah, it, it is, um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because, you know, personally, I know so many of my most heart-to-heart conversations happen over a bottle of wine, but you're right, there is that sort of link between alcoholism and, and mental health. So, yeah, glad to hear you guys thinking about, about Yeah, that. it is interesting and it's certainly something that we're not naive to um, this I mean, particularly with Australian culture, it's um, like the social lubricant of alcohol um, is something that we're really conscious of and we don't want to um, take advantage of it in any way. We want to, you know, it's more like encourage a mindful drinking almost um, and we do things, you know, in our in our product, in, in the design of our product to try and help engage that so for example you know we use cork instead of screw cap and that's so that it slows people down you can't just crack it open and get into it you know you've got it there's a bit more of a process a bit more of a ritual to it you know there's a wax seal on it again and that's that sort of slowing down of of getting into the wine and so you know we try to that that mindful drinking um is certainly something that we're we're looking at as a brand um and and hopefully getting pretty well but the most feedback we get from that is I don't have a corkscrew (laughs) from people and they're like I have to go and buy a corkscrew now um but I'd love to hear what do you think like in the mental health you know world what would you like to see as something you know as a tool to use um to engage conversations is there something that you reckon would be helpful no I I love that idea of like the ritual and the the mindfulness I think we can all get a bit better at um you know just actually being present in doing what we're doing and you know it's certainly not a, a, a fix or anything, but being more present in your consumption of alcohol, certainly, um, and this is completely lame, but last year I did 30 days alcohol free. And for a good six or eight months after I did that, I was really conscious of was I having a wine because I really wanted to or a drink because I really wanted to, or was I having it because I was in a certain social situation? And I think that idea around, you know, having real purpose or intent and desire around drinking versus like you're just in a social situation so you're having one um yeah. I really like that I and I think 
I'm all about a cork. Like I think that's so great. I think there's something really special about opening a bottle of wine and there's a cork, especially, you know, rosé. I just get very excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and that's it's good to hear. And I think, I mean, I've been having conversations with um, people more in the, in the mental health world and their reflections on, on alcohol consumerism. It's really interesting. I was talking to... Um, Pat McGorry, Patrick McGorry, and he was saying it's really interesting in in this generation, the younger generation, our generation, um, like drinking is going down. A lot of people aren't consuming as much alcohol anymore and it does make me raise my eyebrows a little bit and go, I don't know which parties you're going to, (laughs) but... but, um, no, but it, it is like st- statistically going down. And so um, that's a really interesting sort of thing to see and it will be interesting to see if it if that's sustained or not, if it's just sort of a bit of a short-term um, fad or if it's something that we are, as you say, being a lot more uh, conscious of our drinking or, um, you know, or just of our health in general if we're a lot more aware of what we're putting into ourselves. So, you know, I think it's a really, really interesting space to be a part of. Yeah, we're a different consumer than millennial. It's a, it's a bit interesting because, yeah, sometimes we're driven by price and then other times we're driven by sustainability or, you know, consciousness or whatever it might be. It's really hard to sort of figure out the millennial consumer when it comes to food and alcohol. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's... I think you've said it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It certainly depends. It depends on my mood, what I'm buying when I go to the bottle shop, absolutely. Or when I, you know, purchase clothing or whatever it might be. It's like one day I'm buying because it's easy and convenient and it's affordable or other days I'm buying because, no, I really want that 100% wool sweater mm. because that really yeah. is important to me. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky, right? And I think it is. It, it is really tricky. And this this sort of balancing of price cost of things you know can I afford it and quality of goods you know you want to buy things that are good you know for for themselves but also good for everything else you know they're they're sustainable or ethical or whatever it is um and that's something again like bringing that back into the business brain we were thinking about you know who's our audience and it is this generation um and how can we you know one of the 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 sort of pain points for that is um price you know how can we provide something that's actually at an achievable price for for people our age um and so hopefully we've (laughs) we've achieved that and that just came down to you know, really looking at the numbers and really um, making sure that, you know, we're, we're optimising things um, in ways that are, you know, economic for our consumer um, and will want to, you know, motivate a consumer as well. You know, they want um, to buy good things often. You know, you want to buy something that does right by you and right by the you know whoever whoever you're buying it from so um it is yeah it's a tricky 
little world to navigate <laughs> that one. Yeah. And so like hats up to you because, you know, coming in young, starting a business, you know, a product-based business whereby you're relying on customers buying something from you. Um, I'm sh- you just must be learning so much and just throwing some stuff at the wall to see what sticks and, um, you know, and to stay true to what your, you know, core aim and mission is at the end of that is it can be really challenging. So I think, you know, you guys are doing great. So far, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I think we've been really, really fortunate to have our folks um, having their own uh, businesses um, and being able to watch them for our entire lives. We've been around small business, around family business. So if, you know, while you never know it (laughs) until you're doing it yourself, um, you you get a little bit of a gauge and it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day that when I was when I was younger I'd think about like why would anyone ever want to do you know ever want to run their own business it's awful like <laughs> it is 24 hours 24 7 you know it's just full on why would you want to do that that sucks just go and have a simple nine to five come back clock off great and now here I am and I've got myself into the same situation as my parents have. So I think, you know, there's a huge love for you know, for small business and, and, and having your own business. Um, and I think, like, you, you see that across the sphere in agriculture, but, you know, across the sphere in small business as well. You know, there is just a love for it. <laughs> You'll do it. Um, and I think it's that seeing things through that people really enjoy um you know like in in our agricultural way it's the growing of the grapes on the vines that you planted yourself (laughs) and then selling the product from that which is really cool um that i think i don't know you probably have heard a lot about from the agricultural sphere of how people just love that process yeah, there's something, there's a gratification, I suppose, that comes with seeing something put into the ground and then reaping or sowing, you know, reaping the rewards of that at the end of the day or at the end of the season. And I think, yeah, I think that's why we're all a bit hooked, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> every year we throw everything into, you know, our inputs and then we, we hang on for what comes out at the other end and, and we hope <laughs> that it's going to turn out okay. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about um, we sort of touched on sustainability before but sort of what does sustainability look like for you guys um that's a good question it's uh it's it's interesting um because for us it, it kind of there's two parts to it really there's uh environmentally we're hoping to in 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 ways we're conscious of looking at what we're doing and, you know, can we reuse bottles, um, those kinds of things. You know, uh, we can buy corks that are, um, you know, green corks, if you will, eco-friendly, eco, um, things like that. And then the second part to it is sort of the sustainability of our mission. How um, can we look at this, bit, you know, the conversation of mental health being sustained um, even beyond our, our business, you know, does it, does it, you know, if, if and when <laughs> good chat's been and gone, um, 
what's the lasting impact of that? And so, yeah, there's, it's an interesting concept. I don't know that we have, you know, particularly many answers in, in the sustaining the business mission. Um, I think that's, it'll evolve um, and we'll see. And, and the feedback that we're getting often, you know, the stories that come out, it's, it's just so incredible um, that there is already an impact for us. That's what's so mind-blowing is we've started something, you know, what is it, about a year today kind of thing. Um, we're nearly a year old and you go and there are people that have come back to us, countless people have come back to us and said, your product has helped me have a conversation about mental health. And so in our, well, in my mind, we've already succeeded. <laughs> you know, that's, that's good enough for me. It's had an impact and hopefully that impact is sustained. Um, but then going further, like we, 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 it'll be interesting to see if we can discover how to like ensure that sustained impact. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, watch this space. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you just, I guess, one more question around maybe your personal journey. Like what do you, um, maybe aside from Good Chart or, you know, just in your career in general, like what, do you, what are you looking to achieve? What are your aspirations at the moment? Wow. <laughs> Big one. Scary. <laughs> um, goodness. I wish I had something very inspirational and insightful to say. I think, look, personally for myself, um, what do I want to achieve? Just quite simple, really. I just want to, you know, in, enjoy um, things as they come um, and, and take things as they come. Um, you know, I don't. No, I don't have any great, and then I never really have had, you know, the the broad ambitions or the great dreams or anything like that. But I really, really um, enjoy just seeing what gets thrown at you and <laughs> just enjoying riding the waves, you know. Um, and sometimes they're really rough, <laughs> like, but that's part of it. So, yeah, I don't know, nothing really, just just tomorrow, you know, good night's sleep, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I love but it. Yeah. I feel like that's so of the moment too. Like obviously you're in uh, regional Victoria, you guys have been hammered with lockdown after lockdown and, <laughs> you know, just sustaining a business in that environment is hard enough. So I think that's absolutely a a great aspiration is to just get a good night's sleep, wake up tomorrow with a, a happy, fresh attitude. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, like I said, I won't, I won't harp on. I just think like every day as they come um, and, yeah, you'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, Georgette, uh, if people want to, first of all, know more about you or Good Chat, how can they find out about that? Um, simplest, probably jump onto the website or Instagram, um, where good chat wine on, on both of those. Um, so pretty easy peasy, um, call me, email me, whatever suits, um, or sling us a message on Instagram. I'm 
you know, looking after that account and monitor my emails relatively frequently. <laughs> so, um, she oh. also hasn't mentioned, you guys, that she is currently pregnant and studying, as you mentioned before, but, you know, studying, pregnant yeah. and in lockdown and running a business whilst I'm sure doing a plethora of other things as well. <sighs> Trying to get good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's been a whirlwind year um, to say the least. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. It is I love good. that. You've got to stay busy, don't you? I mean, I think everyone's sort of on the bandwagon of just keep yourself busy, um, which isn't a good reason to get pregnant. <laughs> don't do that. It's not why that happened. Um, but, yeah, no, it is good. Oh, well, that's very exciting. And we will definitely be looking out for the rosé in summer. Very excited. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for today. It's been so lovely to chat to you and, and learn a bit more about Good Chat. I think, you know, yeah, I'm so excited to see what you guys get to do in the future. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.